Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Candidly Nicole's After Show, The Recap. I know you all are happy because we're happy to be back together. The gang's all back in the house. I'm Vivian Adobe, your host, and I'm followed by my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Brandon Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And I'm Jordana Morphin, and you can follow me at Jordana underscore Morphin on Instagram and on Twitter. And as always, you guys can follow me, Vivian Adobe, on Instagram and also on Twitter at VivaciouslyVib. So this was a very happy episode uh, for numerous reasons. Um, but getting into it, it starts off with Nicole and her possum situation. First of all, what was she wearing? Did oh, she, yeah. Like, she just comes out with her, well, I don't even know what you call those kind of... Hats, but it's like an Asian, whole, yeah. But it's her a whole field outfit, hat. Like field a field hat. hat, yeah. But then she was wearing like pink, purple overalls with a long sleeve black shirt. She was just like a little mess. She was, was a fashionista. Yeah. She's, she's so a, she's good. Cute, farmer she's fashionista. Yeah, she's so funny. <laughs> yes. Funny. So she's you know outside. She sees this possum. Did you guys think it was real? Because at first I thought it was you know maybe a stuffed animal or maybe a mechanical something. When I saw it, well, I didn't expect uh, a possum to come out. I was expecting a raccoon to come out. That's what I was thinking. But then I saw a little face pop up. But that's so gross. I just, that's one of my worst. Oh, I hate seeing like possums and raccoons digging through your trash and whatnot. My first instinct is always to touch them. I always want want to run up and grab. I know they're furry and kind of gross rodents, but raccoons and even possums, we talked about this. The tails are the only things that throw me off, (laughs) but they are kind of cute. And so when she saw it, she was she was hesitant yeah, to approach it, rightfully so. Right. And it was a very interesting way to start the show because, as we mentioned in previous episodes, normally they would start mm-hmm. off with her on the white background. But instead, they started it off showing us what the impetus for the whole episode is about. Mm-hmm. But going into her white background, I was loving the periwinkle white top she had on when she was introducing the episode pretty mm-hmm. much super cute. super cute she was really rocking it this episode style wise mm-hmm. first off before we even go deeper into the episode what were you guys feeling about you know the show overall from this episode besides the fashion which was so on point this episode i was loving this one it wasn't one of my favorite episodes i won't mm, it, it had its moments where obviously you guys heard me i was like dying laughing right but i don't know I just, there's something, I don't know, I can't really call it, but it wasn't one of my favorite ones that we've seen. It wasn't Fair. my favorite at all. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And I I think it's because they're getting to be so scripted. It feels... This, okay, yes, that's... This one was very feel more scripted. scripted. It feels mm-hmm. unreal to me in not a parody way, not a funny way, not in a cool way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's who's surrounding her, because she's the only thing that 
maintains and retains mm-hmm. its authenticity. Throughout every episode, she seems pretty real, mm-hmm. but everyone around her, it's almost, it's forced. Right. And that, to me, takes me out of it immediately. I think the reason, too, was because this one we saw a lot of new faces, mm-hmm. and they were just very, I think it was, like, too random, you know? A lot of it felt like it filler. Just, yeah, it was just kind of like, eh, okay, mm-hmm. like you said. But I, that's what I felt. I felt like it was like a very random episode, even right. though all of her episodes are really random. But this but one is just like it's not that not really because for a while at the very beginning mm-hmm. we said each episode had a theme of becoming more like uh, becoming an artist right. or becoming a businesswoman. And these last few episodes, especially when, once we mentioned that mid-season funk kind of been really random not the same formats as previous episodes mm-hmm. out of the latter half I feel like this was probably one of the better episodes but I completely see where you all are coming from where it's not as great as some of the first couple episodes right. we were dying at but you know you know what I thought was interesting was the stance they took for the episode because it's mm-hmm. called gay right and which mm-hmm. is such a hot topic right now you know, in, in the media, that it can go one or two ways. Either people will have really great reception to it, or it'll be poorly received. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stereotyping in the show, which doesn't bother me as a gay man at all. I think it's hilarious. I've learned to laugh at just about everything. But I thought that was kind of a bold move to have it so rooted in, in the episode, in being mm-hmm. gay. Not so much about what they were actually trying to accomplish. Right. But I think it brings good commentary and just, once again kind of any media coverage is good to get people talking. So that's something I do think was positive about the show. Right. It was a very interesting twist of the word since I don't know too many people who still refer to gay in the definition meaning happy, which is why we had that song from Pharrell playing earlier. Um, that's a really great point. I was even really curious about your perspective because a lot of the stuff seemed very comical, but then some stuff I was like, uh, oh no, Nicole. <laughs> I think that a lot of shows do that now is almost, it's referential to two stereotypes, but to characters. And mm-hmm. I think that's really what she tries to accomplish in everything. It's, it's all character-based. It's supposed to be funny. She doesn't obviously mean anything with any sort of malicious intent. Right. So for me watching it, I think it's hilarious. But for other people watching, I think there can be some things taken away from that that might be received negatively. But, again, anytime you're talking about it, anytime you're discussing or highlighting something that is so controversial controversial right now, thank you, that you're going to run into that. So I commend her, really, for taking that step and doing a show on something that a lot of people might not love. Right. And also, I feel like you have to understand her humor to really get that. You're right. She's not malicious. Mm -hmm. She's trying to, you know, just have a little fun. Right. Um, And getting into having a little fun, the whole reason the episode became themed of being gay was because of her big standoff with her neighbor, Alec, who, you know, is wasn't really agreeing with her when they went to that neighborhood watch meeting about 
her possum situation right. and overall security in the neighborhood. What did you all think of his name? I well, something that I loved was when he said hipsters trying to be farmers, and it was all Nicole. You know, I think right. she he, it was like she's the problem. Obviously, she's the one with the chickens and the what goats. She had yeah, the goats and, and the, the turtles. The turtles. And that's what he was saying. He's like, well, it's all these hipsters trying to be farmers. But I think it was literally just Nicole who, <laughs> pretty, you know, right. who was pretty much the only person who's doing that. Right. But I thought that was really funny. Right. No, it was hilarious. And I, with her rebuttal to that about, uh, you know, we didn't move to the hills to get security cameras and mm-hmm. live like we're in North Korea. I felt like that was a very snappy <laughs> It seems very realistic for that type of neighborhood, though, Mm -hmm. because you have two types of people now. Mm -hmm. Ones who want high security, who live in a very affluent area, and the others who live in those areas and do have chicken coops and want to be able to do whatever they want on the real estate that they have. And in L.A., real estate is so expensive that if you have any sort of grass or yard around you, that is yours to claim you're going to do what you want with it within your city rights. Right. And that's what Nicole's doing. So she has her chicken coop and her tortoises and her goat milk. And I, I see both sides of that, tru- mm-hmm. truthfully. Now we're seeing it from a comedic standpoint. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd want cameras everywhere. Yeah, I don't... Depending on where they are, but it seemed like he wanted them everywhere. Right. But to be honest, with the value of the homes that they live in, I kind of thought they would already have some sort of security camera system in place. Also, if the problems are the animals. Right. What are, kind of, I, was, animal I control. was confused at the whole situation where she, well, she, okay, because she came in addressing, oh, you know, the animals and he, he was like, okay, security cameras right off the bat. I'm like, what is a security camera going to do to an animal? Right. You're okay. You know, it. you're going to spot it, but now what, you know, did anyone else notice that is probably not her neighborhood. That Definitely is not. not. When Definitely they, when not. When they did the exterior shots, I was so disengaged. That she does not live on that street. No, she, no. no none of those people are her neighbors. Yeah. No, and that was not the hills. That was right. that was a surface street somewhere <laughs> in LA. So there are some things that that was they in were, Burbank. <laughs> they were cutting corners this time. So yeah, I, yeah. When we saw when she was parading outside, I was like, this is not. She your neighborhood at all. And I thought it was interesting, too, that we didn't even see her house in this episode. We saw mm-hmm. the, the the little area where That wasn't even possum. her back... What was of that? Of course not. That was like a park. <laughs> where they threw park? everything out? Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> it was not a backyard. The believability factor with this yeah. episode was that a strong, like, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. Do you know what I think is missing that gives it the authenticity? Is her family. Mm-hmm. Before right. I said Sophia... You know, isn't going to be in the season, which I think really helped propel each episode because you saw a strong connection that was real mm-hmm. between those two. The same thing with Lionel; he's only been in a couple of episodes, right? Very minimally. We only have like two episodes to go, so mm-hmm. it's like come back, Papa Richie. Yeah. And, and to Jordana's point, they had a lot of fresh faces in this episode, so you don't have that connection. You don't feel, even though sometimes you notice this probably isn't a hundred percent real. It's still more believable, and this Definitely. was just. It was too much. It really took it you out of the episode at all. That's what I. That's okay. That's exactly what it was. That's what I didn't like about this episode. It wasn't believable at all. Definitely. Also, I think just like I said, those face, those people that we saw in this episode, they look like extras. Yeah, and they were just kind of like, eh. 
Yeah, just kind of, you know. They weren't even doing that great with the facial expressions. Come on, man. They were boring. Boring. Very boring. If we were on Candidly Nicole as extras, we would be giving all of the faces, reacting. You would give the face. Oh, the face. The face. Always. We all have to keep up with her. Did anyone else notice the guy, if you're watching the TV, he's in the right-hand corner waving the flag and they kept trying to pan to him but it's like he wasn't paying attention to what what the cameras were doing. It's like I was going to catch him on his phone or something because they cut away from him really quick and all I could watch during that scene when they were parading in front of the the truck that they pulled mm-hmm. up on was that man. I just kept looking back to him. So if anyone wants to go back and watch that, he's so distracting once you notice him. So you oh, have to goodness. go and look for him. Bottom right-hand corner, he's the last guy at the end of the truck. And he, I think he just wandered on there, didn't know where he was, what he was doing. Oh, gosh. They just put him in a tank top and said, here, you're on camera. Our extra didn't come in, fill in, 50 right. bucks. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, yeah. but speaking about the the parade of people, so the whole gangbangers thing, uh, Nicole figured out her solution to her problem instead of, you know, trying to mediate was to make her neighbor, who is a gay man, her best friend, and turn her neighborhood gay. Which she discussed with her friends. And I love how she, well, before that, when she was with her two friends, Mm -hmm. how she um, just expects everyone to love her. She's like, I don't understand why he doesn't like me. Like, well, you know, and then the guy, his, or her friends were like, well, I mean, not all gay people are going to like you, Nicole, you know? But I thought that was just so funny because I feel like in every episode we kind of see something like, why don't they like me? Or, you know? Something like that. Well, speaking as a gay, I can tell you, I would assume every gay guy likes her, which is which is <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so far fetched. But I think for the gay community, we see something in her that we like and generally gravitate to because she's so friendly, and right. I think that's kind of the aspect of her characteristic that it's not necessarily even gay men, but it's wide groups of people because she makes everyone feel like she's their best friend. We've talked about this before, yeah, definitely. But gay men, I think, are a little bit more exuberant and mm-hmm. fit with her type of energy. So right. that's probably why mm-hmm. she assumes that. She probably does have a a large group of gay friends. And mm-hmm. from what we can see on all of her social media, she has a huge gay following. Definitely. So for one to Not like her. push her to yeah. the side, I think, would probably hurt her ego. Mm-hmm. Real actually, or fake? I actually read an article um, this morning on the Huffington Post, which described just that, saying that the gay community really loves Nicole Richie in that she's become a gay icon because she kind of represents the the free love, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. openness, and being yourself, being unique, and well, that... Act- we saw that. Oh, yeah. When we she was paraded around. Oh, definitely saw that. But it, some of the words in the piece came from the co-executive producer of mm-hmm. Candidly Nicole. So that was really great to see that, you know... This isn't just a general consensus of a community, but people who actually work on the show are, you know, saying the same thing, mm-hmm. that she's a really great representation and an ally. Well, she is, and I think that that's the other thing to look at when you're analyzing the show and probably critiquing it for some of her gay fans that maybe think it was a little too stereotypical or it shed a negative light on some of the things they made a comment about the the composting bin looking like Clay Aiken's trash can, which, again, I thought was really funny. Yeah. But you have to think for her, a lot of people are saying this now, that we're all so politically correct and we're all mm-hmm. so conscientious of what we say. I feel like it's been the year of PC. That yeah. it's it's killing comedy. And so for her to try and talk about something, like you said, that's controversial and still be funny, mm-hmm. 
that's something that a lot of people aren't even willing to do anymore because they're so hesitant about the backlash that, again, that brings a little bit more real realism to who she is and the show because she's not going to back off because someone might say something. Right. And, I mean, she does have the track record of being a huge supporter, so it's a good thing to fall back on right. when people do bring up, you know, the things that can be very controversial from her. I agree. But what, what was your first reaction, guys? Like, when they came out with the gangbangers on their on their truck and waving the, the flag. so cute. <laughs> They're just so, it's so funny. It's so, and then her little red shorts. All right, She's like dancing up there. Yeah, I love, so Nicole. I love the snappy. A little snappy. <laughs> yeah, or when they get off of the um, off the car and they start like doing their choreographed like dance. Oh, See, yeah. I'm so negative. I just I really didn't like anything about this episode. That was wow. actually the one thing that I disliked the most. most. Oh wow, was yeah. the choreographed dancing that's right they, into that's the camera? When you know, it was like so choreographed. Like the this episode. Was it wasn't like, like I was. I think most shows what they do really well is like you're witnessing something unravel. Mm-hmm. And this was almost like you were in a production, which I they've spoken about her show saying that it's not it's not a reality TV show, which is fine. But what they've done really well in the past is make it feel that way. Even if it's a parody, right. even if it's something unrealistic, they make you feel like this would definitely happen. We've all been there. And I think that's what makes us relate to it so much is that we think we've all been there. We've all mm-hmm. had that happen. And these last few not many of us have to break up with a waxing lady. Not many of us have to win over a neighbor because of something silly. And really, I think the strangest part is in LA, no one talks to their neighbors. Everyone's very independent. I don't know anyone out here who's been to a neighborhood to watch Sweetie. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they even exist. We don't live in (laughs) rich areas, I don't think. Well, true. I mean, like I said too before, this wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but I... There were moments where I was just, like, dying of laughter. Right. Like I said, that part when she comes out and starts dancing, I'm just like, it's Nicole. She's so funny when she does things like, like you know, things right. like this. But, so it was, you know, I see what you're saying. But. I'd be curious to know what the listeners think to see, because now we've had a few, like the mid-season funk. Yeah. That... You really like this episode. I didn't care for it as much. I'd be curious to know what they think and if they thought it was you guys as need produced. Tweet us. Right. Tweet us if you you're guys, watching right now, you guys need to tweet us. Uh, go on Instagram, comment, and let us know what you think. Also, go on to YouTube and iTunes and rate us. Let us know how we're doing. Five stars, four stars, and give us your opinions. Do you you agree with what we're saying, or do you have another perspective? Mm-hmm. Let us know so that we can you know follow up and make sure that next episode is the best episode ever. Mm-hmm. But you're right. we- you know what? Just speaking of that, really quick, mm-hmm. something that I'm as we talk about this, I feel like this episode there's not as much to recap. If you've noticed, like mm-hmm. we, there's not as many specific Definitely. points that we've talked about because it was just kind of one whole. I don't know. It's just like one whole blob of right. I feel like most of the episodes are chapters. Yeah, and we like get a lot of information. And there's in the past we see a lot going on. Yeah, and then this one it was just like one one whole. I don't know. I don't it know was just like it. one ongoing one scene. ongoing scene. Yes, even the go. way it ended. So you know, going towards the end, yeah. they're back at the neighborhood watch meeting and they're voting. And even the way it cut off when. Her and Alec, Nicole and Alec, were kind of having their standoff. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, so what happened? <laughs> like, what was the resolution? Did you guys become friends? Stay enemies? How did the vote? Like, nothing was really resolved. It just kind of ended. Very anticlimactic for okay, me. Okay, just yeah. really quick. When we were back at that scene, the old man. Uh, <laughs> yes, like, queen. Yes, queen. 
That was so great. I love that. It was so funny because for me, I was watching it like, who's grandma try- grandpa trying to be cool in the, <laughs> the 18th? You know, he actually was an next door neighbor on whatever <laughs> street that was. And they said, sir, would you mind coming in? Just five minutes. Right. We have water, cookies. Yeah. We'll make it worth your time. Okay. And he's, We'll put you yeah. on TV. We interrupted his evening news watching. <laughs> and he came over for a brief second to be on TV. But... I think it's I think it's important to know kind of what the listeners think because they mm-hmm. hear so much of what we think and we all have such different opinions, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. It's for a healthy uh, show, so we can show our different opinions and hear their different opinions. We're passionate too. about it. That's, yeah, that's why we're passionate about Kindly Nicole and all things Nicole Richie mm-hmm. and getting more into Nicole Richie. We do have some news and gossip for you guys. Mm-hmm. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so she has a lot going on as a businesswoman, but uh, can you guys tell us about one of her ventures with a huge uh, beauty? Well, we all know that she has her hands in just about everything right now. Being an entrepreneur is kind of moving her to the limelight more so than being on reality TV. Mm -hmm. And her new partnership with Birchbox is now being promoted. If you pay attention to any of the commercials, I think they're airing between... Uh, some of the different episodes for Birchbox, which is a beauty subscription that you get every month. It's a different box with different products. But what's neat about this one is Nicole picked what she likes. So you're getting things that either she uses, she believes in, or she wants you to try. I think that's so cute. I feel like, well, I've seen the commercials and I love just because they show like the what the box is going to look like. And it's just so cute. I feel like you, you, I guess you get a taste of who she is, you know? It's like shopping like with Nicole. Mm-hmm. What I like about it is she has beautiful skin. She's always put together. And so yeah. if there's someone that you want to have handpicking things for you, it's Nicole Richie. Yeah. I'm a guy, so I can't really use any of the things in there. From what I saw, it's some nail polish. It's different um, like, makeup like type things. Mm-hmm. There was a St. Tropez something. Tropez. I never say that right. <laughs> but I think it's a really good idea. And I think it's a great way for people to try a couple things that maybe she uses and right. gives her that beautiful glow. And if you really love Nicole Richie, I think it's an ideal thing to get maybe you could give as a gift what I like is that it's subscription based so you can cancel at any time mm-hmm. exactly but one thing she can't really cancel is her family <laughs> um, bye Felicia <laughs> I was trying to be clever there mm-hmm. hit or miss um, so I, liked it. <laughs> I did too appreciate it guys um, so her dad Lionel Richie came out um, he did an interview with Pierce Morgan recently actually just less than 24 hours ago, and in it, it, he went into depth about the whole adoption process with Nicole, and I thought it was so cute. It was so Nicole, because he said the first time he saw her, she was on stage at a Prince concert. She was four years old, and she was playing the tambourine, and he was like, who is this little girl on stage? And he goes behind stage, and he realizes that she's the daughter of two of his friends, and they're not in a very stable situation, not a stable relationship. They're on tour, a lot going on. So he decides to take her in and says, she can stay with me for a little while until things calm down. And he just fell in love. And I mean, it's hard. We all fell in love with Nicole, so mm-hmm. completely can see why. And eventually, after a year, he adopted her. And he says it's been one of the biggest gifts. And even when she did go through her times of drug addiction and her heroin use, uh, she was arrested um, back in 2003 for that. Um he said that what they did as a family, he and her mother, they decided to go into rehab with her 
And so he canceled his tour. He went into rehab with her because they wanted her to kick it because he had past experiences of his friends dying from similar situations. Mm-hmm. So it just really touched that's my really, heart. Yeah, that is very touching. And, like, that's what I really love, like, what you're saying. Watching him interact with her on Canada Lena Cole. I like watching... I like when she brings her family in. Right. So, you know, these past episodes when we haven't seen... Um, him in them, I'm just kind of like, oh, I wish he, he, that she brings him back in because I just, you see the connection that they have, you know? So, yeah. does anyone else forget that he adopted her? I, I forget that all the yeah, time. That's, it's, yeah. that's what I remember a while ago. Um, my mom like loves Nicole Richie too, but <laughs> she had no idea. She's like, there's no, because she started watching Ken and Lee Nicole with me. Aww. And she was like, there's no way that she's adopted. I was like, no, really, like, she's a, you need to, like, go mm-hmm. on Google and look it up. Because of the relationship they have, they're just, they're just so, close. so close. And they look similar. They, they have similar skin tone, which I think for most people is how they immediately assume mm-hmm. people are related. But they they act a lot alike, if you Definitely. haven't noticed that. They have Definitely similar gestures. Definitely a lot of gestures. nature versus nurture, but heavy on the nurture. Yes, <laughs> facial expressions. Also probably since um, he adopted her so young and she grew up with him at such a young age she probably you know you know what i didn't know and i think that that's interesting is that she was four years old i knew that she was young Mm -hmm. not a baby Mm -hmm. but at four years old you're making memories Mm -hmm. i think they say your first memories are really taken at about two and a half three so by four you really know kind of what's going on around you so that's what i think is interesting is that he came into that situation where she had already acclimated into the family she was with right now she's being pulled out of that and more or less to a superstar you know, right. at, the, at the time. It's not like you were just not even a Daddy Warbucks situation like an Annie, but you're with a mega superstar right. <laughs> as your new dad. That's yeah. crazy. That's and so cute. For all that to kind of weigh on her and play into the different ways that she grew up, she's really come a long way. And Definitely. I think anyone with those situations with maybe an unhealthy living situation when you're younger and you're having to deal with that when you're older... Now she's kind of the poster child for mommy and me. She's right. really all about her family and her husband. And it's kind of interesting to see and hear about those things because you don't often hear about her younger years. Exactly. Yeah, so that was a really sweet piece. That is really cute. Yeah. But now Touching. we have to start <laughs> wrapping up Do we have any show. predictions? Oh, good catch. Well, we didn't really see too much for next week. Yeah, I totally forgot. Oh, what did we see? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know because we see that she might be, you know, having to have a funeral for her American citizenship and move to Australia in typical Nicole dramatic fashion. I I honestly think she probably was in a situation where she just had to deal with another American and she just made her hate him. That's why she wants to leave. I mean, what can you... Why are you really moving? And you're not American. What was she saying? She's like, bye, or singing bye, yeah. bye to my American... She was singing America, America yeah. in the field. In the field. And then she's like, dressed as she's going to a funeral. Come on. I'm, I wonder what exactly happened. See, some of that stuff looked funny to me. But then, mm-hmm. again, these are kind of those episodes that are a little... They can either do it really well, or I'll be checked out of it mm-hmm. right away, because it'll be too much. But from the preview, I think it's going to be funny. Yeah, because she, yeah. she's almost so over the top in this one that it's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one thing that in all the episodes, even even this one, she never changes. She makes you really... She never breaks character. Yeah. Never breaks 
So I think that she is the character. Right. I think that that's the one thing. It's kind of the saving grace for the show is that at least you always have her. Whatever she's in, you're kind of watching, hesitating. Nope, never breaks character. It's always her. Right. And also, I think it will be a really good episode because we see her dad's in it. Yeah. Uh, we see Welcome Catherine. Back, back her, her old friends are yes, in it. Yes. Just like we returned together today. Yeah. The old crew is coming back for next episode, which I'm so stoked for. And I think it'll be hilarious. So let's keep our fingers crossed. So, guys, stay tuned. Make sure you watch next week's episode and that you come back and you watch with us. And we recap together this lovely Kendalee Nicole show. And don't forget to tweet us. You can tweet me at VivaciouslyViv. And you can tweet and Instagram me at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And you can tweet and Instagram me on, or at Jordana underscore Morphin. And also check out VivaciouslyVivian.com. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to comment and vote and subscribe. And have a great day. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 